Juice, juice in the morning. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning and Polly Sleepers Fantasy Football Podcast. It is the best fantasy football podcast in East Central Indiana. And I just want you guys all to know that we are winning money. We are winning games. I think we're all having a good time this year. So uh, first off to my left is John Marchbanks. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. Um, glad to be back. Sorry I missed last week. Missed you last week. We couldn't talk about Khalil Mack. Yeah, we couldn't yeah. make fun of him anymore. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> thought maybe you needed a week off from all that Mack smack. Yeah, I had my first miss on my hot take, too, so uh, it was a good week to be gone. Oh, it was a rough week. <laughs> uh, so, and then that voice you hear that uh, is not as good of a voice as the uh, main host of the Juice of Morning podcast is Polly Sleepers. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Juice, man. This is fantastic. We got the tailgate coming up here in a couple days. We're uh, got plenty of football going on. We're still uh, ahead of the game in in the DraftKings. Uh, Pauly Sleepers got a win this week in the Listener League, so we're not good job, guys. We're not out of it. Good job. We, we needed every bit of Tyreek Chill, bro. Uh, <laughs> yes. His three touchdowns on that third touchdown, we beat Josh. He's down in Florida. Josh's reaction was, I'm going to go out in the ocean and uh, wait for a shark. <laughs> All right. And then also filling in for this week, we have Smiley taking over for Jackson. You think you can fill his shoes? It's big shoes to fill, but I think that's capable of doing it. So <laughs> we'll see how it is. Welcome back, Smiley. Uh, filled in for uh, um, uh, John last week and filling in for Jackson this week. So, uh, Smiley, you're becoming a familiar face all of a sudden. I like it. It's much, much more fun than what I'm used to. Well, your insight last week, when we, especially when we started talking about Deshaun Watson, and, and he, they peeled it back this week. We talked mm-hmm. about how scary he was playing. But um, just uh, your insight on that and some of the other things, uh, I went back and listened to it, and I was really, really impressed, man. Thanks for coming back. No problem. Thanks for having me on. I think also what's really awesome is the fact that you guys are growing on Twitter and you're having such a presence that people are actually watching. More people are watching on our Twitter than I think I've ever had all the shows combined that really? we've ever done. We've got, you know, 12 to 20 people kind of in and out. So Really? That's nice. That's it's nice. a lot better than what, it, what it's been in the past. And just so that everybody knows, we will be live on Twitter as well for the uh, tailgate pod. The sound may not be as great, so definitely look for the podcast later. But if you are watching during the uh, tailgate, we will have a little bit of uh, time to answer questions before we actually get the games going. So if you have some last-minute you know, fantasy football advice that you're looking for, we'll have it for you. Guys, we're going to have a great tailgate. We're, uh, what Juice is talking about, it's uh, before the Colts game. We've been planning this since uh, August. It's going to be live. Uh, the Bills game, the Bills Mafia are in town. I've been working for months to get a member of the Bills Mafia to stop by the podcast. A lot of them were, like, uh, thinking it was a trap, yeah, maybe. And they were worried. But uh, we got actually an old buddy of ours, John Porter, uh, who Smiley does know and Jackson knows as well. He's got a Bills tattoo. He's a hip-hop artist as well. I'm excited about that. I didn't so, even know yeah, about John's the hip-hop. A, John's a hip-hop artist. He used to work with us at Dryer Reinbold, but uh, he's doing what he wants to do, and isn't that what we all you know really want to do? And that's what I'm doing right now with you, so thanks again for having us. But the tailgate's going to be awesome. It's going to be McCarty and South Streets, yep. uh, south of the drum, the Lucas Oil Drum. We're going to have uh, Josh is making biscuits and gravy. Uh, nice. while, while supplies last also on my Bloody Marys that have been nicknamed uh, Dragon's Blood. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, I love Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys. That's one of my favorite drinks. And, uh, we're going to have cornhole, and we're going to be talking shit. There's a water bet. There's a, can, can, okay, there's can some I, water to be... Can, can I go out on a limb here real quick and say I, I originally offered the pocket, because I thought that wouldn't be bad, 
but actually what I would like to do is rescind that. I know that there's a wheel and all that stuff, but right. You're going to spin the wheel and get could, what you get. Could I just do just like a, a giant splash in the face. Like that would be even better well, because it, then it, it may be, but you're going to spin the wheel of water. This is from the footballers. Yeah. And, uh, and actually you and Josh are both getting wet this week because Josh bet on our game. So, uh, so Josh gets to uh, throw some water on you, and I get to throw some water on Josh. And, well, I'm throwing it out there to Josh. If you want to work something out, I will work something out I hope out you spin you. the English Channel. you got to get down on your stomach and make a <laughs> swimming motion, and then they just come up and splash you in the face, and it's kind of like an effect, like you're in a commercial or well, something. Well, if we're doing that, we got to get that you know? on camera as well. So. Yeah, it will be. It will be. But, yeah. If so, you're in the Indy area, guys, you know, come on by the tailgate. It's going to be amazing. 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. on Sunday. Titus Sunday. is joining us. A lot of the listeners from the uh, Listener League are joining us. Yeah, Odie will be there. Uh, Jeff from the Listener League. Josh, obviously. Um, Jackson's not going to make it this week. Jackson has some family stuff, so, you know, prayers go out. There's a the family issue and, and somebody uh, close to them that's having some problems. And, uh, they're you know, they're going through a lot right now. So he's with his family. Which, uh, you know, we consider them family, but uh, you got to take family over fantasy football and everything else. So we appreciate all of his hard work and thinking about him this week. Much love, Jax. <clears throat> so, I mean, do we want to just jump right in into the uh, the DraftKings? Yeah, yeah, we'll do DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings right off the bat. Correct. And uh, are you ready for this, Smiley? You going to win us some money this week? Sure, yeah. Me and Paul chatted a little Play bit. Play that drop. I'm, go- I'm going to. Well, we play. We and him have been messaging back and forth, throwing lineups around, and we finally have a core that we really like. So I'll share that with you guys. Gotta have good timing. Money is what we're gonna make this weekend. Right? Yeah, money. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're over. We're over the uh, initial investment. We are. We we only lost a little bit last week. Uh, Jackson's lineup was so close. Okay, dude. There was times I was looking at it. I was like, oh man, we're gonna win a lot of money. I I played it and I won. And uh, in the contest we entered you in, we won some of them and we didn't win other ones. And on, a, on when you do a lot of entries on one cash lineup, you either hit or you don't. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. how close we were. So Jackson, you know, being masochist, went back and found out it was point. Three points. Jesus. Difference from you. Like, we won a little bit in that cash games, and we won a few tournaments, too. But um, just point three points from him cashing in all of those and you having an extra, like, 50 bucks yeah. in your pocket. <clears throat> and so, uh, it was a really close lineup. But we're going to give him a half a point. He was yeah. uh, he was four out of five for the year. Now he's four and a half out of six. Because, yeah. like, I, like I said, I played it, and I cashed. Mm-hmm. And you so... And my brother cashed in one. I cashed in several. My brother cashed in one, and then he missed in another one. So he like sent me the Seinfeld even Steven. <laughs> <laughs> and Joey Bag of Donuts will and, appreciate that too because they're Seinfeld fans. What I'm looking, you know what you, to, you are, you're even Steven. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm looking very forward to is something that happens that I saw on Facebook. I was scrolling through and I saw a news article, and it showed <clears throat> a guy from another fantasy football organization that has a website and all that. One of the guys in, that listens to them and gets advice from them won two hundred thousand dollars. Wow! And he won it on um, I think one of those last second touchdowns you were talking about before we started the podcast. He he was he was like tenth <clears throat> or whatever, and he was going to win like five hundred or thousand dollars. And then that like last touchdown by Hill or whoever 
scored, and Hill. then that pushed him mm-hmm. pushed him over and put him into second place, which won him two hundred thousand dollars. Very nice. So that's so that's going to happen for us. It's going to happen. It's it may not happen this year, but it's going to happen. It usually we usually have a pretty solid hit like that once a year, and it, it pays for the whole year and then some. So um, it's usually on a week when Julio goes off because we always play Julio. <laughs> And there's the never Julio hashtag on Twitter, and I, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I always put always Julio because like, if you don't have him when he goes off, you just you kick yourself. Somebody and, else does. Yeah. Now he's not on the main slate this week, but um, what uh, Smiley and I have been talking about is uh, getting a solid cash core lineup, and then um, just to touch on, we usually don't talk about the tournament strategy, but I'm gonna do a little bit. And by the way, if you go on on Saturday, you'll be able to go to polysleepers.com and see our a couple of our main lineups. We'll do our Matt, uh, Juicy lineup of the week. That's for the Juice in the Morning. That's the lineup that we play for him. I mean, these are lineups that we're actually playing, guys. So when we post them on the website, that's what we're putting our money and on. And we don't charge for them. And we don't charge for it. And there's tons of places that charge, and we're up on the year. So, you know, you don't have to pay for it. And, uh, you know, there might be a Patreon or something like that in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Where I say, hey, if I want you money, like, throw me some cash. Uh, but... Uh, so far, we've been doing this for a while, and we haven't asked for uh, one dime. We just want your uh, your loyalty, and uh, we just love fantasy football. So, um, been looking at these big lineups, and the, the one that had won the million dollars last week was the guy that switched over and played Brock Osweiler to Albert Wilson. Oh, wow. And Albert That's Wilson, it. once this year, has gotten 150 yards and two touchdowns all-purpose, and he did it again. And as cheap as those guys were, he was able to – this is guy, and obviously a guy that plays fantasy football because if you look at everything he had around him, they were all super solid plays. A couple of our plays were on there. And um, he won a million bucks by – and that news that T- Tannehill wasn't going to start was hours before the game. Right. And, um, so it's a ballsy move. So it's a ballsy move. The guy, the one that w- week one was Ra- uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick stack yep. out of nowhere. Um, Mitchell Trubisky won the week before last. So this week, Pauly Sleepers is looking at some really cheap plays. And last year we hit big with Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's that play right now. Um, but um, Mitchell Trubisky against the Patriots at home really is a like good play for the, for the money. C.J. Beathard at home versus the Rams is a good play because they'll allow points, and he's so cheap. And then, um, believe it or not, like <laughs> it might be a week that someone who starts Derek Anderson versus the Colts <sighs> wins because he's just really so cheap. Not. Worth a chance. I well, really hope not. Derek Anderson's thrown seven touchdowns in seven years, so he's due for one because <laughs> he hasn't won, he hasn't thrown one this year right. yet. So, um, so uh, what did what did uh, Smiley bring for us today? Like, well, he's got is, the core lineup, and you're doing. And did you already give your advice for the the one that you were saying the tournament? Um, I was just going to say I'm going to build some lineups around some um, really yes. s- stupid bad quarterbacks because they're cheap, <laughs> and uh, those are the ones that have been hitting. Now yeah. on the cash lineup, we want something a lot more solid. So right. Smiley's going to talk about that. Okay, so we're going to start out with uh, Cam Newton starting at fifty nine hundred dollars. Uh, Philadelphia's <laughs> good old Cam. You know he he's solid. He gets the run. He gets a pass. So that's a good solid safe bet at fifty nine hundred dollars. You know, not spending big, not spending low, right in the middle there. That's cheap for Cam. Fifty yeah. nine hundred bucks is cheap, and they're at Washington. Yeah, at Philly. Oh, at Philly. Yeah, yeah. And Philly's defense, I mean, has been suspect. They've got a core. Uh, you know, they're up front, really tough, but um, they can allow some passing yards, and he'll probably like. I, I know Jackson likes that rushing floor. That rushing floor you get from Cam, and especially when you can get him at fifty nine hundred, uh, that's a great cash play. 
Yep, and then uh, I think we're going to go next to Todd Gurley. I mean, he's just been a stud the whole entire year. I mean, he really, had re- really good. Had a career <laughs> career week last week with a 208 yards rushing and like three touchdowns, I think, against the Broncos. That, yeah, 205 uh, yards rushing, three touchdowns, and he's cheaper than he was last week, right? He was 10000 yep, last week. He's $9,800. He's 9800 So he hits when he's ten k, and then he goes under ten k. He really should have gone up, but I think they're just scared. Like people are hardly ever ten thousand, except for like Lev Bell every once in a while. Right. And a lot of people stayed off of Gurley last week because of his price tag. And Jackson played him, and he hit. Mm-hmm. He got three touchdowns at two hundred yards. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I would say if you, if you the game's too late to start now, playing the lineup with the Broncos and the Cardinals to play now. But I mean. Derek or Derek, David Johnson will be a potential tournament play that I would really like this week against. Yeah, they're defense. playing right now. So yeah. I mean, yeah. 200 yards the past two weeks to Isaiah Crowell and that. So I mean, looking likely. And Gurley's Gurley is a stud. What as wide well. receiver do we like? We like at, uh, Adam Thielen. You know, he's just had a stud muffin kind of year. And I like that stud muffin. Yeah, yeah. yeah he he's just been solid all year. You know, with I was kind of afraid to start the year. Uh, who was Kirk Cousins going to favor? Was it Thielen or was it Diggs? Because I mean, in my opinion, they're similar style wide receivers. But um, I mean, you had Diggs with the Minnesota Miracle last year, but Thielen's been consistent all year. And <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys want to know? I'm sorry to interrupt, but live update for the game. Broncos 14, Cardinals 0, eight, 8 minutes and 33 seconds left in the first quarter. Wow, I just turned it on, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. We're, and, and the thing is, that's why I wanted to keep this podcast to a solid hour because I want to see this I want to see this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, who do we like at wide receiver this week? We also, we also like uh, Willie Sneed, the wide receiver as well, playing against a weak, weak, weak New Orleans defense. 4,000, he's super cheap. Joe Flacco, has been, he's been favoring him quite a bit. He's averaging just, ele- just over 11.2 two points fantasy points on DraftKings, so it's not you don't need a lot out of him you just need five six catches and you're always good in the red zone always a favorite there along with john brown but who who is out so that sneed gets a chance is it ted ginn um no ted ginn is out for the uh saints, saints and i was gonna talk right. about that later okay yeah, that's so, I, I thought that was who you were getting at i'm um, no, sorry willie sneed i feel the, sneed I feel the I, need the I, need for sneed he was a saint I thought last he year. was i thought he was still a saint he was, was a saint he was a saint last year mm-hmm. they let him go and they've got michael crabtree out there but um and john brown and and those are those guys have been getting most of it but like what jackson realized and, and smiley realizes like this sneed guy <laughs> has been getting like 11 or 12 points every week. And if he's 4,000 and you want 3X, then that's a great core play to just be like, okay, boom, I know that guy's going to get 3X. And it's a little bit of a gamble, but it's also possible that when you play somebody like that, that the game plan favors the fact that they're going after those guys that have been getting all those catches. And then it leaves leaves that guy open a little bit less, uh, I guess... Less guarded. It's a super cheap play. That's and a he, terrible it's, way of saying it. It's but. it's a revenge game. He's going against the Saints, who he played last year. That's that's and their secondary has been horrible. So Flacco could have a sneaky good game, and uh, a lot of people will be playing Crabtree or John Brown, which are probably good plays too. But like, I do believe that the Willie Sneed play is a very good solid. Always core. plays a slot, very good to the outside and small start yardage situation. So. Like kind of underneath guy because give Flacco an underneath route. Instead of I think he has good hands. So. I don't know if he's been like called called out for not having good hands. No, but no, he he does. I feel, like he has, I feel like he's a pretty sure-handed guy as well. I like Snead. He got suspended last year, and then uh, New Orleans kind of put him on the shelf, and uh, he's he's got another opportunity. Um, we were talking Eric Ebron yep. early in the Ebron week, but I think one. we got off we of him because Ty is actually. Is looking back. likely, more likely right. to play. So, I mean, that would help the wide receiver core a lot, which you'd like to see here in Indy. But we're going to fade that to uh, David Njoku against a very weak, just like we mentioned with 
the New Orleans defense, the Tampa Bay defense is very weak against the tight end as well. So Njoku with Baker Mayfield. He's is been getting it, the targets. Is it, he got a touchdown that, last is week. it possible, though, that you're getting away from Ebron and like he's going to just continue doing what he's done all year? Cause he, he might, but he's also, his number, price went way up. Oh, really? So we've been playing Ebron for 38 to 4500 yeah. and his price is the highest price this week for 5500 okay. So, So everybody's starting to take note. Yeah, and and uh, and fading him and getting down to a more value like Njoku's a great play. He's been getting a ton of Baker's uh, targets. You saw him hook up with Baker in the preseason. You know, you know he's going to target that position. I mean, that guy is uh, is a great play, uh, a great fade off of Ebron. Like you want to get the guy when he's value, and then when he gets priced up there and everybody else is playing, you want to find out the next right. Eric Ebron. Mm-hmm. Um, and and with Ty coming back too. That could be a great – I mean, they want to get T.Y. going. What if Ebron gets, like, three catches because, like, T.Y. gets, like, 12? Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's a good play, too. Who do we like at defense? Uh, we're, we're a mix between the Bills' defense against the really – Andrew Luck and his offense have been very turnover-prone, especially last week. I mean, it was terrible to watch all the drops, all the, you know, interceptions were Andrew's fault. They were off the, off the receiver's off hands. Off hands. Catch them, tipped yeah. in the air. You know, that first touchdown, if you watch the game, I mean, I couldn't hardly watch it after that. But going off of that, and then I also like the Texans' defense. You know, you're playing against a very weak, um, non-conf- not really, uh, not don't have much confidence in their offense, especially the past two weeks after playing Kansas City and uh, Dallas. I, I really do like uh, Houston Jacksonville against the Jacksonville. To, yeah. um, they've been getting the turnovers. What you want in DFS is the turnovers, and especially like a pick six if you can get one. Well, so. I even noticed a couple times when you guys played defenses for me, and even when I played defenses in uh, season long, was uh, – even though there were a lot of points getting scored on a defense, they were making turnovers and they were scoring points yeah. on the defense. So it was like yeah. kind of outweighing the fact exactly. that they may even they may be a not a great defense, but they're getting the turnovers. And we we want the value because like the the defenses that are four thousand, they're going to hit, but also they're four thousand. Like we like to find the ones that are twenty three hundred, twenty five hundred. I think the Texans are twenty eight hundred this week. It's a little higher spend, the, but the, a little, not that bad. Not, not most bad. people in a cash game are playing the one of the top two thirty five hundred, mm-hmm. four thousand. That allows us to spend money elsewhere. You just have to make sure you hit. But sometimes those top ones don't hit either, and those guys have spent all that money on nothing. It gets them six yeah. points. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cardinals got 12 last week. The Bills got 13 last week. They've had a ton of turnovers. Uh, Houston's, I think, got two defensive scores the last two weeks. So that's what you want is you want those scores. Oh, yeah, you want the scores and the turnovers. <clears throat> yeah, so um, we're looking at Zeke in uh, in the tournaments as well. We want to get him in there. Adam Thielen definitely is getting 13 to 17 targets a game. He's the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. If if he was Julio Jones or Odell, he would be priced at ninety eight hundred on DraftKings this week. But and they're throwing the ball. A he's eighty six hundred because nobody's used to him being number one, and he is. Yeah, they are. They can't. I mean, they they ran a lot better last week. Latavius Murray. I have something on that. Got later. it done. But uh, anyway, we've got some great core plays, and if you go to Poly Sleepers uh, on Saturday, um, we'll have it up in the afternoon or night. Sometimes it goes up a little later at night. People are coming, get waking up Sunday morning and looking at it, and um, it's. Uh, probably two or three you know tournament lineups and then jackson's uh, cash lineup and but this week it's smiley and jackson's cash lineup like it's mm-hmm. it's pretty much this is smiley's game this week and we like uh, where you started is there anybody else you i mean 
potential uh, pivots, you know, kind of lower end running backs. If you want to think about cash, we talked about Frank Gore a little bit being so cheap, getting a lot of touches in the backfield, and then also in the Miami offense, I like Albert Wilson as well with the targets with Brock Osweiler playing again this week. I'm it's not October. Yeah, yeah, it's October. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Taylor Gabriel is cheap this week mm-hmm. and has a really good matchup. Um, if you think about what Cole Beasley did to um, to the Jags. Um, that's Cole. That's uh, Kiki Kuti on the on right. the Texans, and they've priced him down because he had a couple big weeks and then he had a stinker. Mm-hmm. So he's only like forty six hundred bucks. I like Kiki this week. These are probably more tournament plays, though. Yep. The guys we talked about before, Cam and Thielen and Gurley. I mean, your your lineup's gonna have Cam, Thielen, and Gurley. You're gonna cash this week. I already told mm-hmm. you. I guarantee you, the cash great. lineup will hit this week, and we'll be you know we'll we'll be back in the good money. All right. So, <clears throat> what is it that we're gonna win again, guys? All right, so John has uh, brought in with him the buy and low sells, or buy low and sell highs. Uh, Let's get to that right now. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? I don't want no scrub. Scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Everything in the house, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. I dropped my hot pocket. <laughs> All right, so who who are we buying low and who are we selling high today, John? Okay, I'm going to start with the sell high candidates. Um, the first one I'm going to go with is Keenan Allen. Um, he is not producing that well right now. Um, he's still got that name recognition, though. People right. like drafting him first round. I think you can sell him high still and probably get away with something. Um, he hasn't had a touchdown since the first week. Um, he hasn't had over 100 yards since first week. and uh, So you're going based solely on the name with selling high on him? Yes. I, th- I, I don't think he's going to produce that well for the rest of the year, but I think that people are going to see that name and be like, oh, I mean, I'll give you something good for him. He's been targeting so, a lot of Mike Williams. Terrell you have, to, you have to produce to be a sell high, don't you? I mean, not necessarily. This is sell the name. Yeah. This, this is sell the name, name, and he's – I mean, he's – Got 12 to 13 points over the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, people who are desperate for wide receivers right now, they're going to see, you know, you offering them Keenan Allen. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll just accept that trade. I'm desperate for a wide receiver right now. Low low floor, low ceiling. Um, Well, let me jump in because, um, you know, you've uh, come over the top of a couple of our takes and been right. So um, I'm going to throw a flag on this one. Um, (laughs) You got your computer out there. You uh, work for Pro Football Focus. Who's Who's covering him this week? Malcolm, uh, I'm not sure. Malcolm Mitchell, yeah, be, yeah. I think um, I can't remember if that's his name or not. But this cat has allowed the most. Is he, is he the worst guy in uh, worst the Titans corner for the Titans? He's he's allowed the, the most yards since like game ten of 2016 of any cornerback in the league. So I think it's a get right game right. for Keenan. I uh, I would actually like buy low on him right now and um he's also proven to have really slow starts last year he was pretty you know he was better than this through the first few weeks but he came on like i mean his last seven weeks was a season like he just blew up so i think and and uh rivers has thrown three 13 touchdowns and he's got one Mm -hmm. of them so he's still getting the targets for it so i think there's a regression there i mean he probably should have caught three of those 13 touchdowns not one so i think rest of season he'll catch six or seven touchdowns and get right and then have a 
definitely better year than he started at, and I think it'll start this week. It's a London game, and usually the London games are blowouts. The Titans have been absolutely horrible. Like last week might have been the worst performance I've seen by a pro football team in years with the oh, Titans. God. Like they ran like like eleven snaps the whole game. I mean, I'm being facetious, but <laughs> sacked it was eleven times. How, how bad is that? We think our offensive line is terrible. I mean, there was eleven good, sacks. Yeah. They were, they were talking about like um, pressures to the quarterback and their success rate, and they had like twelve pe- pressures and eleven sacks. And for that to happen, like that's unheard of. Like you literally get a sack on like a third or a fourth of your pressures. Like they got a sack almost every time they went back there. So uh, I think Keenan gets right, and uh, he's got a tasty matchup. So um, John is way. They better. are coming from the what yeah. the West Coast too. Yeah, so. I, I will well. say that John is way better than me at these. <laughs> Types of calls, especially like he talked us off the ceiling on Gronk one yep. week, and Gronk had a horrible week. So um, I definitely, with all due respect, I'm making this call that I think uh, I want Keenan Allen on my team right now. Well, I, th- I, I mean, this next week he may have a good matchup, but I'm looking forward down the line. Um, of he, course, I think it plays, starts uh, here. I don't think it's going to be just yeah. one game. I think it starts well, here. Well, during the fantasy football playoffs, he also plays two of the top five coverage defenses in the league. So, um, right when you're going to need him to produce, I don't mm, think that he's going he to be producing. Be so, he's, he's looking. So, yeah. it is kind of a, bu- a buy. And or he so also has a bye week left. So, you're saying if you mash the two, he week, has a good week and maybe he has another good week and then sell high yeah. on his ass because John says down the stretch oh. he's not going to make so it John's just he, John's ahead yeah, of the game right now. He's got a bye week coming up in two weeks too. So I mean, I agree with what Paul said. San Diego or – I'm sorry. L.A. Chargers, sorry, my bad, <laughs> my bad. Um, you know they've always been slow starters, and they always turn the turn the the fire up late in the season, and always have a run, always right on the cusp of the. But they've got a better better start this year, so I think you're right, Paul, that he's going to catch fire. He's playing against weak coverage this week, and a in a blowout game, so to speak, since yeah. it's in London. So I think that I mean maybe next week we'll talk about that. Yeah, and yeah. the other thing is John the, alone the, up the Titans it. are. Titans are surprising people every week. Like one week they're just that's what I think. That's what I was gonna say. And then the following week they, they that beat could the happen. Patriots. They're gonna go. They're happen. gonna go over to London and be like, London is our town. That bitch. could happen. And it usually is like, very one sided. So if that's one sided, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Except for my wife's younger brother. Right. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's my first sell high, which is kind of a weird sell high. So it's but, your sell high though, but you're looking you're looking down the road. So like I, I mean, it's it's kind of like a it's. More of a, just like a uh, a smart play as opposed to sell high because of the yeah. fact that he hasn't been. I just think you can get value for him right. if you try to trade him right now. I so. agree. Um, the next person I'm looking at is Alshon Jeffrey as a sell high. Um, he's scored a lot of points in the last two weeks or two out of the last three weeks. Um, he plays pretty tough coverage defenses for the rest of the year. I think um, over half the games he has top ten coverage defenses um, for the rest of the season. So. Um, I mean, right now, I just I feel like you know he's somebody who could drop off. He's injury prone. Um, I don't know. I would sell him based on the game this it last week. Depends also on what you can get for that Plus, player. Like yeah. you probably yeah, you did not wanna... draft him as high as what value you can get for him right, right now. Right. So. Well, guys that have him, you know, waited a while uh, to get him, and I think they want to play him. And um, 
I'm I might not be on this take either. And this is <laughs> and this is why, man. Um and hey guys, this is the fun part about it's this. Part I mean, of it. yeah. It's not it's not awesome if everybody just agrees with everybody and like there'd be no reason to go to Twitter and listen to twenty different experts talk about it or watch all these different podcasts. But what I saw last week was them designing plays for him, and I've never seen them do that before. And some of them were right off the line, using his speed and athleticism. I think you can play through even a tough coverage matchup when you're getting plays right off the line. Uh, goal line design plays right off the line. They hit him up right on the line there. There was that one that didn't work, and then they went right back to him, and he scored. Um, so I think those design plays are going to get him an extra four or five targets a game. So um, he was very inconsistent last year. He had a quiet, I think, RB8 or a wide receiver 18 finish somewhere in that range. A guy that you could play some weeks, guy that would disappear for you other weeks. But when I see a team that explosive uh, who also lost Jay Ajahi, so they're going to probably look to try to you know th- uh, run through the, the air like the Patriots do a little bit more. And if Alshon's going to be the focal point of that, um, I see them trying to run their offense through him. So, um, again, if you don't like his matchups, then uh, both of these ones I would just say, like, maybe wait till they have a couple nice big games again and then sell even higher on them. Uh, I don't think either one of them are, are going anywhere right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, Elshon Jeffrey still has two games left against the Cowboys, two games left against the Redskins. They're both top ten coverage defenses. Um, you know, those are con- uh, divisional games. So, I mean, the teams play even harder in those games. So Did I, the I Broncos know. defense just score? Yes, they just scored a touchdown. So <laughs> that was Chris Harris Jr., the best nickel corner in the league that just uh, picked off uh, Josh uh, Rosen. Uh, to take it for six. Sorry to interrupt you, but also watching this right down here, like the, the Cardinals are just getting worked. Yeah. Chris I Harris. thought about not playing David Johnson in the listener league really bad. Like right before <laughs> I got up here. Cause we also have LaShawn McCoy and both of the Patriots guys and uh, went ahead and left him in there. I mean, he's probably going to have a really crap game if they keep getting beat like this. Probably. Uh, well, I mean, they might just run out the clock to get it over with. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm hoping uh, Royce Freeman gets in there. Uh, I played Royce Freeman in dailies for you, so yeah. we did a few uh, week long or uh, the, like the full slate ones. Yeah. And I played Royce because he was only like 3,800 bucks. So actually, this would be nice for him to have a big. Just keep handing him the rock. Let yeah, him, let him run the. Clock I like out. for him and Carry On Johnson to have better weeks this week. They have amazing matchups, um, and the game script right now: Broncos 21. Cardinals three, you would think that Royce, if he doesn't do it this week, man, I'm I'm probably just going to drop his ass right. to be honest with you. So so who are we buying low on? Um, Can I add one point before? Oh yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say I'm going to agree with Paul on this one as well. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to go against you here. That's fine. I promise you. <laughs> but like, I think that that was week they found their offense. They're going to have to utilize him more. And since they put up in dominating fashion, I will say the only person that shined for the, the Giants was. Saquon Barkley, Odell didn't shine, nobody, Eli didn't shine, nobody else, just Saquon. If you just look at that Eagles offense, they were on all cylinders pretty much all game long. And that, the two touchdowns, Alshon Jeffrey topped it off. So I think if they're going to run their offense, they're going to keep that success up throughout the season. That's a good point. I just, I don't let, I think that the uh, Giants made him look better than what he right. Yeah, they are actually going to produce good calls. Their, their well, you've looked into the, these players' matchups more than we have. Yeah. So, um, Again, John's probably going to be yeah. right on these. <laughs> um, so who do you? Oh, like I just to, can't wait to see because then like we're to, just going to call each other out. Right? right? Who do you like to buy low? Um, I got uh, Lamar Miller as a buy low. I mean, I think you no. could probably pick somebody up. I off think the somebody. Wire I think somebody. Uh, I think yeah. somebody offered me Lamar Miller in a I league. Mean, I think you could pick I up a piece of trash it. and send him over and get Lamar <laughs> Miller. So I mean, he's a really low 
that you can yeah, buy for like yeah. nothing right now. So, I mean, if you're desperate for a running back, it's you know, I am he's in a couple of leagues. Bench, I would I would do say you like that. his matches matchups coming up? He has some decent matchups. I mean, uh, he's got Cleveland coming up, um, Denver, Miami. They haven't had great run defenses. Um, he's got. No, um, the Denver and on. Miami are the, are, are the reason, or, or the Cardinals in Miami are the reason why I like uh, like Carryon Johnson this week is going against Miami. I mean, their yeah. run defense does really, really, really suck. Yeah. Um, I mean, I so, if Devontae Foreman comes off of the pup, I, I think they're going to probably try and see if he wants to take that team over because, like, last might. year um, they gave the ball to Alpha Blue towards the end of the year and kind of, kind of semi-benched Lamar Miller from being a starter. Mm-hmm. And um, – I mean, I think that team looked a lot better when Blue was out there and they just had mm-hmm. Lamar Miller on the sidelines. But yeah, also, if you can get – like, if he gets the workload, I mean, the, there's so much scarcity at the position. So Yeah. Um, I mean, he's still getting 15 touches a yeah, game. So, like, yeah. it's higher than the, the touches average are there. back you're going to get off the waiver. And like you said, so. you could probably get him really, really cheap. So, really, really cheap. So. Um, That's why I said buy low. Pick, I'm like, just pick up a piece yeah, of garbage yeah. and throw it to somebody. Yeah, yeah. he's like They'll last give you man on your bench. I mean, I agree with that. He's very – very solid player if he just i don't I don't know is he fully healthy now is my question because he had that chest pain chest problem a couple I mean, weeks ago he's so. showing as healthy on um espn so i mean, I, mean I, so I would agree with that yeah. you know he may he may come out of the blue not to yeah, make a <laughs> of it, you yeah. Know, pardon nice. the pun <laughs> nice. and then the last buy low i have right now is marshawn lynch um he is not going to be producing for the next couple of weeks um, until Kelechi Assembly gets back. So um, if Kelechi Assembly comes back and he's healthy, that Who's interior that? line, he's the, the offensive, offensive guard. Yeah. yeah, so last week they were playing their third-string offensive guard. They had two offensive rookie tackles playing. So until Kelechi Assembly gets back, he's not going to be producing much. So I think you can get him for, you know, pretty easy – easy money right there. I mean, you could probably trade him for somebody on the waiver wire once again. And I think as soon as clutch assembly gets back, the interior of that line is really good. And he can score those goal line touchdowns. Right. You see the, the first uh, three weeks he scored. Um, I totally agree with points. the uh, Asalimini me guy. I can't say his name. Kalechio Simile. Kalechio Simile. But what do you know about Lynch's uh, injury? He's got a growing injury. I've heard they're going to do an MRI. Oh, MRI. I, haven't, I haven't seen that. Yeah, they're going to uh, hopefully um, say that the, this bye week coming up here will help him get right. But he's got a growing injury. And uh, my dad always corrected me. out. It's groin. 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 He's not. It's not growing. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> ask you about that, that, but you were really close. You yeah, were real. Close. I know. I, I kind of say it. You've wrong. almost. You've almost had it beaten out of you. He's got a groin injury, and groin. he's gonna maybe like. There's talks of him maybe needing minor surgery for it. Mm-hmm. He's getting an That's MRI, it. so um, be careful with that one. And uh, depending on his health, now if 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 he's gonna get healthy and somebody's just scared about him and you want to dump him, like I totally agree that line can get way better and they want to run the ball. He's very game script dependent, so you want to play him in games where you think they're gonna get ahead. Um, and when they get behind, they end up throwing to Jalen Richard like ten times a game. Yeah. Uh, but um, Lynch has got the growing, so that one's you know maybe caution. Yeah. Sorry, wasn't aware of that injury designation oh, that's okay. right now. So. That's okay. I, I that's agree right. with buying low at that just, point. It just depends on how severe on the it is. You know, yeah. If if it's the surgery, I wouldn't do it. But if he's gonna 
you know, just sit for a couple weeks, let it let it come back to norm, Looks normal, like and then another like reason. Follow me on Twitter at Polly Sleepers, and then um, I always like check with this at the Doctor Jesse Morse, and he had a video about it today, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. But um, there are some of the docs saying that this injury could require minor surgery, but I mean, like that's definitely hasn't been diagnosed yet. It'll be yeah. have to be after the MRI. Gruden's calling it a strain, and they have a bye week right yeah. now. So a I lot mean, of people are saying after the bye week, he he's probably going to get right and. Uh, because uh, those can be very minor as well. So, you know, another, another thing about getting on Twitter is, like, things get blown out of proportion, too. Right, so yeah. um, if he's good to go after the bye week, the, you know, he's a beast, man. Yeah. He's totally a beast. I just uh, – in like, playing him against high-powered teams that can put up a lot of points, I'd be worried to play him because as soon as they get down, like, Gruden abandons the run if they get down really yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Just give yeah. him the Skittles, man. He'll be fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, yeah, just to go along with, like, the statistics portions of it, I mean, the first four weeks when Kelechi Assembly was in, he scored over double-digit points, and he was going up every game. As soon as Kelechi Assembly was out in that Chargers game, he scored single-digit points. That's a good weeks, correlation so. there because, I mean, Josh and I were talking about how, you know, Lynch had been looking really, really good, and I didn't link it. you got to, you know, definitely got to follow these uh, lines as well, and, and John's a Raiders fan, so it'd be like, you know, asking us if, you know, if uh, – Costanzo is back, which right. he is. Oh, yeah. Costanzo is back. They look better cool. this week. Yeah, they did. Um, who else do you like, man? Uh, those are all my Yeah, yeah those are the uh, buy lows right. and the sell highs. Right on, right on. Yep. Thanks for bringing those, man. I mean, the buy and low and the sell and high is always something that's uh, you got to take seriously. You got to look at, at your league. You got to look at who you have. Um, <clears throat> I haven't been trading a whole lot, actually, at all this year because every trade, I feel like, is trying to screw me over and help <laughs> the other team. Um, but I think that it's something that's important. And then also, you know, the waiver wire is big, but we also decided this week that we were going to break down some games. I put down some notes. I don't have probably as extensive as, uh, notes as, uh, Polly does. And I don't really have a drop for it. So oh, okay. All you right. sent, you sent me stuff for it, but I didn't, I was too busy trying to get other stuff figured out. Well, that's all right. I mean, we know we don't have to have drops for everything. For everything, you know. Um, but, yeah, we're going to break down the games, and the guys are going to jump in on their takeaways from these games. I didn't tell you what order I was going in, guys, but uh, we're going to start off with the uh, Niners and Green Bay Packers game. Oh my God. So when I talk about these games, I'm going to talk about last week's game and, and you know, things that stood out. And uh, these guys' takeaways from the game. And then we're also going to talk about simultaneously who they're playing next week and matchups next week. And through here talking about, you know, guys you want to pick up on your waiver wire. And I've looked at this morning, after waivers have cleared, you know, what percentage these guys are. So these guys I'm going to talk about are probably out there on your waiver wire, um, uh, guys for you to pick up. But we're going to kind of mash everything into this game breakup. So it's it's the it's the Niners-Green Bay game. Um My takeaway from this game was, you know, there's a lot of talk on Twitter this week about, you know, Rodgers doesn't have that many comebacks as Brady and Breeze, and, you know, everybody talks about him being the GOAT and all that, but he's not. But my takeaway is I don't think Drew Breeze or Tom Brady are playing with that injury right now. No freaking way in hell. And he also took a shot late in that game where it obviously aggravated his injury. This is the injury where, like, he said, if I keep playing on it, I'm probably going to hurt it more. They said that he did have a setback last week before this week in, in, with the injury, and then he took a bad shot. He was obviously hurting. And a few plays later, he ran it for 35 yards. 
I don't think Breeze or Brady are in that game even to begin with on one leg, and especially how he played out of his ass, 425 yards and two touchdowns. He won me my week in my uh, one of my leagues. He's he's a beast, man. Anybody he wins that games on his own. Throwing shade on him, I squash that so quickly whenever I see it um, because it's just totally undeserved, man. He's a he's a beast, and uh, he's one of the best there is right now. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Just scored oh, God. <laughs> for the Broncos, and he did a and he a did, flip a, a, did the, a flip into the end yeah. zone. So, so definitely, that's <laughs> a blowout. It's um, awesome. It's awesome seeing Devontae Adams, you know, getting catches from amazing. Aaron Ten, they, they just look yeah. good together. Ten for one thirty-two and two. And I, I mean, never. That's a beast. Beast speak of Devontae Adams. I mean, they put, they put the game on his back. It was I'm one of those amazing. people that have never been like a like. I see Devontae Adams on like a uh, during drafts, and I'm like, ah, I'll skip and like so pick somebody underrated. else. Yeah, that whole then, team is just kind of under the radar because yeah. you know Rodgers was hurt last year, you know, broken collarbone, came back like one or two games. I mean, it, I think that proves to be mo- more motivation for him to keep playing through this injury, makes him stronger, makes him want it more, and that just I mean, two hundred two straight four hundred yard games for him. And the game's going to rally around that kind of toughness. Oh, yeah. What was your takeaway from the game? I mean. 49ers, I thought, I'm watching that. I turned it on late, late. After I talked to you on the phone, I got home, turned it on. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, 49ers are actually going to beat, beat the Packers. Holy crap, you know. And they just, I don't know what Kyle Shanahan was thinking there, but it was not not anything good because then Green Bay comes out scores, and then you run it again and then give the ball right back to him with a minute left, and then Aaron Rodgers just did the work. It was incredible to watch. I'm sitting here. Like, is this really happening? Did he just run for that amount? Did he just make that throw to the sideline where only his guy could catch it? Because, you know, if you look at other quarterbacks, you know. The tight window throw throws over. are just amazing. He's throwing it in on an absolute dime. Um, Jimmy Graham had five for 104 in that game. Marquez Valdez-Scantling had three for 103. He's had two back-to-back good weeks. We've been playing him in daily because he's been uh, super cheap. And um, – I actually have one going with you right now that could be really big juice. I started Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams and Martez Valley Scantling. I mean, like, they all had 30-plus points, so that lineup could shoot to, like, 200 and, and, and like, be big in that tournament. Um, the thing that took away from me is that um, C.J. Beathard can throw the deep ball, which I've been guilty of saying that he's a dinker-dunk quarterback. He's the guy that took over for Jimmy G when he went down. He was also the quarterback there last year before Garoppolo traded over. And um, I thought he was a dink-and-dunk West Coast guy, but he hit Marquise Goodwin up for a couple. Like, one of Marquise Goodwin's touchdowns, he totally juked the the guy covering him out of his – I mean, like, he just juked him. And uh, the other one was – Hit him in stride, probably 55 yards thrown in the air in stride to Marquise Goodwin for a touchdown. He had a monstrous game. He was an Olympic track athlete. He was a guy that we talked about as a poly sleeper, but then he got that huge injury week one and hasn't done anything. He had four for 126 and two touchdowns. So, like, he basically did what Devontae Adams did with 10 targets in four, not targets, but catches, four catches. Right. Um, so Aaron Jones had a touchdown called back and Aaron Jones fans are just furious right now. Cause like they just keep waiting for a breakout. <laughs> and I warned people of playing him because his pass protection is so bad. I don't even think that's why that's why he's not out there. Like I think they graded it this year and pro football focus has him actually graded better than, uh, Jamal Williams at pass protection. It's just weird coaching. Uh, Mike McCarthy is, is like, I don't know, man. I don't know if, 
Aaron Rodgers is being used to his full potential along with Aaron Jones, who's averaging two more yards per carry than Jamal Williams, gets like eight touches a game. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't get it. I they mean, don't like him. I don't get it. Um, Marquise Goodwin, if he's out there on your waiver wire, um, he's 62% owned now. So yesterday a lot of people picked him up, but he's still available in one out of every three leagues. So if he's out there, you've got to pick him up. Um, I was wrong about Matt Bereda. Uh, I didn't think he would play. He's got a myriad of injuries, but he played and did uh, pretty well. He had like 14 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Alfred Morris got no touches. Oh. We talked about him last week. Um, guys, if you like follow Matthew Barry. Oh, yeah. I was going to mention that. Oh, my he's God. He's got he a rant. Off. I know Juice, you watch him. He's got a rant because he started Alfred Morris, and he needed one point in that game to win his game. And in the league that he's in, uh, first downs get a point. <laughs> so Alfred Morris was only in for one play in that entire game, and he did get a first down, but they called it back. Oh, God. So he got zero points, and and uh, and he lost by .9 points and went on this rant of how it was the worst loss he'd ever had. He couldn't believe he couldn't get one point. I mean, like, he was inconsolable. Field Yates came over and, like, gave him a hug. <laughs> like, he was like – I haven't watched them much lately, but I can just picture it all. Well, on, he, you can watch it on Twitter. It's like for one minute, and just to see the pain in his face over a fantasy loss, and we've all been there. But uh, oh, yeah. Um, this week, uh, condolences to Super Dave from the Elmo League. We went toe-to-toe and tied the game. There's no decibel points in that league. It's a standard league, no flex, 12 teams. It's a really tough league. We tied 129 to 129, which is like a huge score for that league. That league, if you score 100, you win. Right. And we were both number one and number two scorers that week. And um, there was a stat correction. And I got, <laughs> I won the game oh. after we thought it was a tie and the what smoke a, what cleared. What a cheap feeling. And Scotty from the league texted me and was like, remember that? Because me and him tied one time and then there was a stat correction. And Scotty won. He was like, what if you get that stat correction back from 2006? Remember? <laughs> and it happened. Like, he texted me today. He was like, stat correction. <laughs> so, like, I ended up winning 130 to 129. So, anyway, I had to give a shout-out to Super Dave because I, I told him I'd, I'd say something about it. And he had... Uh, as bad of a loss as Matthew Barry did this week, if not worse. But uh, uh, moving on, Alshon, like I said, I, I got on my notes here. They had design plays for him. He went eight for 74 and two touchdowns. I think he'll get about four more t- touches per game than we're, what we're used to. Um, Ertz, seven for 43 and one, locked and loaded, did top you three tight. Did you move on to a different game? Uh, no, this is uh, – oh, yeah, totally did. That yeah. was uh, That's Philly. So okay. we uh, we were done about the Rams game, I think. Uh, Marcus Goodwin pickup. Sorry, yeah, so let's move on you're to right. the right. Eagles and Giants game. Um, I'm just trying to make ready. sure I'm on the same page. I, I told everybody to pick Smallwood up over Clement if you wanted to pick one of those guys up. And I mentioned you, John, last week. I said, you know, because of – you know, and he got the looks. He outsnapped Clement 2-1. to one. And he got 19 touches to Clement's 12, but Clement got the touchdown. And really, they both kind of sucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, neither, neither one of them were good plays, so um, I have to apologize for telling people to pick up Wendell Smallwood. But if you have him in PPR, I still would hold on to him because he's getting a lot of targets in their passing game, and he just didn't get it last week, but he definitely got the touches. So if you see positive regression coming, I think it's coming there. Um, but OBJ got frustrated. We were watching the game. I think he like he took his helmet off, and they said he was going to get an IV Remember, like the coach, like tried yes, to like. Pat Shermer said, "Oh, he didn't leave. He was he was allowed to leave. He's getting an IV." Yeah, and wasn't he that played after? damage control. The coach played damage control, saying OBJ like with one second left on the clock and the didn't team, he just like walk out? He walked out into into down the the, the tunnel. The tunnel, and, yeah. yeah. 
and came back in out after the half and like um you could see him like at least he acted like he was going to take his shoes off on the right. on the bench <laughs> like you don't take your shoes off when you're playing football um but there was a huge controversy there and uh i think he wants out in all honesty i don't think he's comfortable in that offense i think the only reason he's he's playing is to take Juan barkley and Saquon barkley is a leader now you saw him with that I, I you know if we want to call that a monster game that was just a ridiculous screen pass. he just he ran took. well like he like watching him he like ran every every play well at he least did. when i was i watched a lot he of did and game. he's a beast in the passing game and uh one of the uh sites broke down some next gen stats for him they they project a play for how many uh how many yards it should get based on everybody else around them in the play and it's it's how much you exceeded the projection of the play and that passing touchdown that he got that was like 55 yards that he just blew through everybody and like zigzagged back and forth across the field like the statistic was he should have gotten 17 yards on that play yeah so he actually like it has the best play this year that like there like no one else would have made that play that 55 yard touchdown was just beast mode but um, um odell's not getting He's not getting the looks. Well, if you um, watch the way that offense is called, like if we're talking about how often, like plays are called, I mean, is it fully the fact that uh, Manning can't get it down the field? Because like that's what it looks like. They, he's, he's not even looking downfield. They literally threw. I, when I was watching, it felt like every pass was line of scrimmage to five to seven yards. I mean, yeah. Saquon Barkley had more targets than Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. in the passing game. So I mean. He's obviously not throwing the ball down the field. And I was talking to you. have time to throw the ball down the field is my question. It looked like it. I was talking to my wife's older brother, and my wife's older brother said that he thinks that um, the Giants thought that Eli had a lot more left in his tank than he did, and he thinks that he made a bad choice by them keeping keeping, uh, Eli around. Yeah, and also drafting Barkley. I mean, they, it was a rich quarterback draft. I mean, most of them are, are starting this week, and, right. and and some of them are pretty damn good. That um, they probably really screwed up. Their could fan you imagine like somebody? Team. Could you imagine somebody like uh, Mahomes isn't a rookie, but like somebody like a Mahomes or uh, the guy from the Baker Browns. Mayfield? Ma- Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Like, could you imagine them in an offense? Which I don't know if they would. They may not have changed the offense, so it wouldn't have made any difference, but. One of those guys being able to actually throw the ball downfield to the guys they have, and then also having Saquon Barkley. I don't know if they would have been able to have Saquon Barkley in one of those QBs, but no, they've got to find somebody. They got to have somebody out there now. with a strong arm that can actually run that offense. They got to draft somebody or find somebody in free agency now. Yeah. Um, you've got um, next week. You've got the Eagles versus Panthers. Start all your Eagles, obviously, and you've got the Giants at the Falcons. So maybe a, a chance for the Giants to get right because the Falcons' defense is just absolutely horrible. So maybe they do bounce back this week. I mean, you're obviously not benching Odell if you have him. Um, I'm definitely not saying start Eli. I'm good lord. Like I said, he's not even looking downfield. <laughs> Can um, I bring up something really funny about Eli real quick? When I was watching that Thursday night game, Jen was actually watching the game with me, and they cut to the sideline, and uh, Eli was doing his like mouth open, like, Duh. Like look, yeah, and my looks. and my wife, like who doesn't care about football or doesn't pay attention to anything, literally was looking at the TV and was like, "Does he always look like that?" <laughs> and, I, and I was like, "Yes, like that's that's." There's memes of him doing that. There's gifs of him, s- of like them. sitting on the sideline or like in a play, like in ready to do a play and just mouth agape. Right. 
Uh, <laughs> he looks. He, he, he's a mouth breather. He doesn't look good when he's behind the line of scrimmage or on the sideline. So I don't know when he looks good, like standing <laughs> on the beach, maybe. Um, Wentz had a get right game, two hundred seventy eight yards and three touchdowns. So the Giants looked really bad last week. Landon Collins has allowed four touchdowns in the last two weeks. He draws Julio Jones next week. Um, I mean, the Falcons are are in a situation again to just have a smash game every week. It seems like they're just in one of the top matchups of the week. And one of them, one of those reasons is because they're so good, but um, that Eagles Panthers games could be interesting. Um, you know, that's, you know, out of the division, um, you know, two high powered offenses there too. I think that that game could really, really shoot out. I think both of those games could shoot out, but Barkley's a top three running back. Um, that, like I said, that one play that they broke down just really kind of blew my mind when they talked about how much they track that and literally like that's the best play from that perspective that they've seen in like the last 32 games and 32 you know and 16 teams i mean like that in the past 5,000 plays that's the best play that you could see in football i mean if you saw him carve up basically 22 guys because the guy shifted over to the other side of the field and each one of them had another chance to tackle him. It was unbelievable. Um, it was like he ran through their whole 53 man roster. Um, but that's it. Do you have any takes John on the Eagles game or any of those guys we talked about? Um, not really besides, I mean, Odell Beckham might be somebody you want to look at trading. So yeah. Yeah. Um, trade his name. Um, I mean, he's, I, I think you got to hold on to him and wait till kind of those other players we were talking about. I think they've got to have another good game under their belt, and then you can get some more value for them. Uh, I was actually talking about the Giants. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, seriously, yeah. on your fantasy team. Yeah, you know, well, trade. that's what Josh said. We were watching that game, and he was like, he's going to get traded. I was like, dude, they just signed him for like $900 billion. They're not going like, to trade him. He was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's a good point. Yeah. But um, the next game we were going to talk about is um, – Can I add one thing yeah. to that? I, I just want to ask each one of you – anybody can add into this it's not fantasy relevant but like do you think the giants should trade eli to jacksonville or another team or keep him for now what would you do with eli what would i, I do with him right now yeah I don't if, know if anybody would take him jacksonville would take him i would definitely talk but i don't think he's trade worthy i mean who's who's licking their chops wanting to play him i mean they all watch the games like we do I feel like they like seen Bortles him. better than eli yeah i would rather have Bortles on my team than eli right now i, I just heard i saw a video people were talking about it. i just would like your guys opinion and i mean i yeah. think he would be value to like maybe help Bortles along with the tom coughlin in the system but other than that, I don't think any. That's probably why people are talking about it because Tom Coughlin is there, so maybe he brings Eli over and gives him one more chance. Um, it's these are probably Eli people that are just wanting to see him right. not die. Um, I, mean, I could see him going to like a team that has a rookie starting quarterback, just like you know they can help them develop. Right, like the, right. Like the only uh, use I see out of Eli right now. Like Sam Bradford really like just died last year, so like maybe he goes over to Arizona to help Josh Rosen or something, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Smiley, I, I would uh, – if somebody would, like, want to talk offers, I would definitely want to talk offers for trading Eli, absolutely. Um, so the next game is the Bucks versus uh, – the Bucks and the Falcons. Um, and uh, Falcons look really good for a 2-4 and four team. <laughs> yeah, really. They're good for fantasy, man. That's right. for damn sure. Uh, and the Bucks play the Browns next week, and the uh, like we said, the Falcons and Giants play next week. So the big thing here is Devontae Freeman was on a, is on IR now. So last week we, we lost Jay Ajahi to IR. This week it's Devontae Freeman. I mean, top running backs are going down left and right. 
But if you listen to the podcast this week, a certain Paulie told you, this is a concerning injury, guys. This isn't the growing injury that he missed several weeks for. All of a sudden, he's got a foot injury. I didn't hear anything about a foot injury. And he was held out of practice. So I told everybody, like, I told everybody last week to pick up Edo Smith. And we played him in DFS. And he scored. And he's been getting red zone looks. He's on a high-powered team. Um, interesting stat that I saw. If you uh, followed me on Twitter, follow my buddy James Coe. He's really big. He's got one of the check marks. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's a follower of mine. I'm a follower of him. We talk about different stuff. And he was talking about, like, um, yards created by the offensive line. And Ito Smith is number three in the NFL right now for 1.7 yards per created and not getting that big play yet. So there's huge regression coming for Ito Smith because um, the line is making it happen. And, and – by the way, the same stat shows Tevin Coleman as the bottom five in the league. So maybe even a changing of the guard coming up. I mean, Coleman's been on that team for a long time. They traded, uh, they uh, they drafted Ito Smith. He's young. So people were saying, you know, probably 60-40 split. I'm saying there could be a situation where it's a 60-40 split the other way. I think right. Ito Smith is that much better. And I hate to say it, Tevin Coleman's an IU boy. He's a Hoosier boy. He has been very good for that offense. I'm definitely not saying he sucks. He's pretty damn good. Especially if they lose, like, two more games. I mean, they're going to have to start looking to develop their rookie. But I told everybody, I want you to be in a position to where your team goes to try and pick up a guy and goes, God, how'd you? when did you get him? Like, he's like, if you watch all the shows, like, everybody's saying pick up uh, Edo Smith this week. If you listen to this show, a certain nice. gentleman told you to pick him up last week, and we smashed on DraftKings with him, too, because he scored again. He was bone cheap last week. $3,100. That yeah. is, like, dirt cheap. Yeah, and that's like, why we played him. It was $3,100, and he scored. Um, so um, that's a big takeaway from us with Devontae Freeman being on IR. Um, the Winston pickup was huge. I said he was player of the week last week. Uh, pick him up off your waiver wires. And uh, he's now owned in like 70% of leagues. But um, so a lot of people picked him up this week. But that's another one I told everybody to pick up last week. He had four touchdowns. He was only a few points behind Patrick Mahomes. So that's a waiver wire guy. You pick up, you put in your lineup, and he gets you 40 freaking points. Um, and he's got some great matchups coming up. Um, Ronald Jones didn't get the looks. It was Peyton Barber, 13 for 82, four catches for 32 yards and a touchdown. Um, it would be Peyton Barber will be in a good spot if you could start him at the right time. Uh, next week he plays the Browns. He's only 43% owned. I'm not giving him a high priority, but running backs are a premium right now, and it's a scarcity position. So if you need to punt and you need a running back later in the week, somebody gets hurt, you need to fill a spot. I say Peyton Barber, you can put him in there and get 10 points from him. Um, each tight end scored last week. So, you know, uh, um, Winston really likes his tight ends, and, and Bray and O.J. Howard both scored. Um, so um, Chris Godwin is a guy I wanted to talk about for a minute. He's 45% owned, and he scored in uh, every game but one. Um, so he's out there. That's somebody you could pick up. I mean, these guys on these high-powered offenses, you know, when when somebody becomes available because of injury or whatever, just pick that next guy up. And, and what's happening, what's injury interesting with Atlanta right now is that um, Ridley is hurt and Sanu is hurt. So Muhammad Sanu was our pickup of the week last week. He came in and got four catches for uh, or two catches for 44 yards and a touchdown and got hurt really early in that game. So that was a great play for us. But um, um, unfortunately, he got hurt and missed most of that game. So him and Calvin Ridley are both hurt. Like next in line, like I don't know, John, I was going to ask you, like who's even on that roster if both of those guys miss time? Who's going to be playing? For Atlanta, I was going to have you look that up, but what's your takeaway from these uh, from these teams, Smiley? While he's looking that up, I mean, 
first of all, you got to look at the defenses, and they're just both are terrible. I mean, the Bucks any, and the Falcons. Anybody that you're anybody that plays those teams, look to start a running back or a wide receiver, whichever is the better of the two, or both in a tournament lineup. If you're playing DFS, but overall, I didn't get to watch much of it. But like, if you have Atlanta at home, I'm gonna take Atlanta offense every day of the week right. on the road. Maybe fade him a little bit. Um, but overall, I mean, Matt Ryan looks looks good as ever. Still, I mean, weak team, like you said, Juice. You know, one of the best teams at two and four. I mean, I was saying the Colts looked good at one and four last week, but you know that didn't prove to be well. But this team looks a lot better. Looks more composed. They've lost some guys on defense, kind of trying to find themselves on the on that side of the ball. So, I mean, they held, they almost gave it up there at the end. If you watched, dude, the I wanted again. to see that happen. That was my takeaway from the game. It was like I wanted to see that lateral like craziness that Deshaun Jackson catch it and dive worse. in. Like I wanted to see it. If he would have caught it, they would have they would have it would have gone in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an amazing game. Uh, I know Jackson really likes Baker Mayfield because they're playing the Bucks next week. And he's a guy you can pick up and play right now. He's not like my pickup of the week, but he's definitely one of the quarterbacks I think you can pick up and start that this week. Uh, him, Joe Flacco, and Mitch Trubisky, I think, are all in good situations and got good matchups to play. Um, but um, Chris Godwin, like I said, I think is a pickup. Um, Austin Hooper, we talked about him last year. He was one of those, like I said, guess my rank. Remember I did guess oh, my yeah. rank? Like, he was ranked number nine, and he went nine for 71 and one. So now he's going to probably be ranked, like, number six or seven. I mean, he's a guy, especially if those other guys go down, if if Sanu and Ridley miss time, they're going to keep going to Austin Hooper. He's in a great, great offense. I don't even really think he's that great. He's just in a great freaking offense. Yeah, that uh, that other receiver's name is Justin Hardy. Justin Hardy. He was three for 33 last week. I see it in my notes now. Like, so that guy will be maybe playing, uh, (laughs) Justin Hardy. Like he was on the team last year. And if those guys are hurt, man, that's like another DFS, just like playing for the bare minimum because he plays on such a huge offense. But, um, Ito Smith last week, um, he scored. I think he's a great pickup. Uh, Tevin Coleman owners, his value just went way up because he's the man now. Um, that's going to be a split, but it's a split on an offense that scores a ton. Um, and uh, so Edo Smith is still 42% owned right now. So I say go pick him up, uh, pick him up, play him if you need to, and uh, thank me later. Who else we got? Um, the next game is the Steelers-Bengals. Uh, I, I have uh, I have something I want to say. Um, Le'Veon Bell who? <laughs> yeah. And do we want him to come back? No. I don't know. We'd have to ask Joey Bag of Donuts being out there in Pittsburgh. Like, Just what leave it, man. 5.8 yards a carry is what Connor is averaging. 5.8? Yeah. That's sick, man. Anything when you get Or at least for that, that six, game. For yeah. that game, 5.8 yards per He game. probably is that on the year. I mean, he was at 19 for 111 for two touchdowns, four catches for 18 yards. Um, he was our pickup of the week, week two. So if you have James Connor, he's smashing for you. Um, Juju and AB were both – quiet early yeah. but then, juju got seven for yeah. 111 and ab got five for 105 and one and he got that game winner yeah and antonio brown's like game winner wasn't it like a deep ball it was uh like no he like blew through the line like one of the cornerbacks like went well not a deep ball on. but like it was a it was decent a long game, right? play no yeah it was like a 40 yard play because the league that i the league that i won um we we actually do bonuses for a long long touchdown so i got the bonus for that and then the aaron Rodgers is what won me the game because I was down until the Antonio Brown and then the Rodgers thing. Like, I know Rodgers was on, what, Sunday night? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I was losing, I think, going into that. 
Tyler Boyd is the red zone target monster for this team. Uh, seven for 62 and two touchdowns. Um, Uzoma, CJ Uzoma was one of our plays last week since Tyler, the Tylers went down. Tyler Croft and Tyler Eifert and all the Tylers they have over there are hurt. Um, so he went six for 54. He's got a plus matchup this week at the Chiefs. So yeah, that, that Bengals Chiefs game will probably shoot out. I think it's going to be a man. shootout because three, three defensive players from the Bengals uh, were injured as, as well in wow. the game against Pittsburgh. Nice. And it was. Uh, I think it's going to be a big problem against the Chiefs because the Chiefs already have that fucking awesome offense. You've got some notes down there, Juice. I told you I took a little bit. Yeah, you uh, got some notes written down there. You watched a little I did, bit. I did call them the bunglers, by the way, <laughs> but I forgot to say it. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Anybody that's a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I hate the Bengals. It's a team I don't like. I don't know why. I have no reason to not like them, but I just don't like them. They're good for fantasy right now. Dalton was a little quiet last week, two for 29, uh, two, 229 yards, two touchdowns, but he's got the Chiefs. Um, A.J. Green was only 7 for 85, but he's got, you know, the Chiefs. Um, he needs a touchdown to get you elite numbers. You know, he's going to be in that range, and when he gets the touchdown, he's going to be elite. The other way, otherwise, he's going to have you a decent game. Mixon was 11 for 64 in a touchdown, 4 for 20 in the passing game. He's a great play next week. But um, my takeaway of this game is this might be another second fiddle that outshines the top guy. You've got Juju, who's been outshining A.B. since – week 10 of last year i think tyler boyd is ready to um to put up more numbers than aj green right now i really do that the the guy's finally finding his own he's that third year breakout wide receiver right john you guys talk about that on pro football focus all the time you know a guy sometimes they say that a guy like that if he's in the third year of an offense and he's got the ability and he finally just starts clicking for him that's the takeaway for me for that game and um you can't really buy low on him right now because he's been balling out but I mean people might not believe in him yet if you could package him I say trade for Tyler Boyd if you're doing like a multi two for two two for three and you're trying to mix some stuff around and tell somebody well you know what if you take Alshon out and put Tyler Boyd in I'll take it you know kind of like you're conceding or something but I I think he's uh, I think he's a winner man I totally love that dude Um, and Steelers have a bye week next week so we won't see Le'Veon after that as far as uh, what I'm concerned. So that's my call, that he won't be back after the bye week, that he'll be back week 10 uh, no sooner when he than has that. to be. Exactly, and not one minute before that. That's probably what we should have figured out a long time ago, and it's just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks here this week. It's not happening till week 10. So everybody just chill. Uh, I, and I called that early on. You did, man. You did. You did. You did. <laughs> I said, I think that I think he's going to sit out. Um, Uzoma has a plus matchup. He's my start of the week for a streaming tight end, one you can pick up and play right now if you don't have one or you don't like your matchup. Against the Chiefs, they're uh, the 30th DVP. Um, and, John, last week, uh, Jackson and I came up, instead of DVOA, we were just going to call it DVP, defense versus the position, because no one knows what the O and the A mean. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, we can move on to the uh, Bolts and Browns. Juicy had some good notes there. Uh, did you yeah, have anything yeah, I don't have Smiley? anything on that one. Did you have anything else, Smiley, on that uh, uh, Steelers see, game? See, look, I'm, I'm just going to go off of you on here. You know, the Bengals started off the season red hot, kind of trailing off opposite for the Steelers. So, you know, is it the time of year that you kind of fade Andy Dalton? I mean, you can stream him, of course. He's got plenty of weapons with Joe Mixon, Uzma, and Green, and Boyd, and all of them. But I'm going to start fading him away in my fantasy lineups, in my opinion, just because 
They started off what three and one, now they're four and two, so kind of evening off in my opinion. So, but if you're on the Steelers, I'm looking. You know, I'm still not sure about if I'm going Jesse James or Vance McDonald, but you know that offense is on the clicking up now, and I'm I'm looking to kind of feed into that offense. I think Vance is the tight end there to own, but Andy Dalton Smiley the next three weeks has the Chiefs, then the Bucks, then the Saints. So I'm not fading him for a while. I think you could maybe sell high on him when he's like ranked number six overall right. at the position after these next three weeks because, I mean, he'll probably throw for a thousand yards and ten touchdowns these next three weeks. I just said that about Andy. But they Dalton. are the bunglers, and yeah. uh, I just will, said that about. I think, I think he's going to have a shitty game. I just, game I just out of realized. Three. I just realized how badly that I sounded yeah. coming out of my mouth <laughs> because we are talking about Andy Dalton. But anyways, we're going to move on to the uh, Bolts. And Browns, and next week the uh, Bolts play the Titans, and this is what I wrote down, guys, when I was like, hey, i got to write down something. This is the London game, all right? And you do have a London drop coming. We're going to have a London calling drop, right, from uh, – Yeah, one of these days. Yeah, one of these days. (laughs) Um, When we talk about the London games, I want that Clash song playing. London calling. I got Uh, it. But it starts at 9.30 next week, so have your lineups ready. And just go ahead and bench all of your Titans and play yeah. all of your uh, all of your Bolts. Um, but um, I think that can be a good get-right game for Keenan. Um, he has been struggling. He was 4 for 62 last week. Tyrell Williams got 3 for 118 and 2. I mean, he just always comes out of nowhere and has a couple big games like that every week. I'm not going to say to pick him up whatsoever. Him or Cole Beasley, both those guys will get two touchdowns. And Cole Beasley got two again this week. Don't pick up those guys. Like, those are loser plays. But Nujoku, who I mentioned several times um, this year, got seven for 55 and one. He's got a very soft schedule ahead. Um, Rivers, um, I might, you know, look elsewhere next week because that London game, I think they can smash, but I think it's going to be a lot of. a lot of Melvin Gordon and, and maybe not like super high flying. Um, just to disagree with you, I think the Titans are just going to have like an awesome game. But, but, yeah. they're, but they're only going to score six points and then <laughs> the other team's going to score three and they're going to win. That's what happens. The Titans blow up and score, and score six points and they win. Six <laughs> that's, to, what, that's what I'm saying. And right they win now. six to three. Six to three, the most boring game, but it's going to be really cool for the people over there because it's just going to be like soccer. Right. People don't score a lot. I feel like the London games are always boring. Yeah, I mean, one-sided. This last week, it was just like there was like fifty penalties on both teams. I think the Seahawks had more penalties than the Raiders even. Right. Did the Raiders? I feel, like, so I feel like that's been the the NFL season points. though. They scored a three lot. points. <laughs> like just too many flags. Like it just it feels like the games are taking longer. Um, when I watched last week, the watch a Colts game, I was like, it's still the first half. I yeah. felt like I felt like I'd been watching the game for a long time. Yeah. I mean, but uh, it's good for scoring, so let's keep it going. Um, Carlos Hyde, I think, will bounce back next week uh, against the Bucks. That's a tasty matchup. Better. Uh, Jarvis Landry had two catches for 11 yards, and Antonio Callaway, who's leading the league in air yards, which is like code for not catching balls, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, had 11 targets and caught two of them for nine yards. Holy shit. So there's been a lot of people on Twitter talking about, well, you know, that air yards stat. And that's like they track all the, you know, the air yards, right, John, from Pro Football Focus. Like air yards are like everything that could have been, right? Like they track like if I throw a 45-yard pass to you and you drop it, like that's 45 air yards, right? 
Is that how it is? Um, or is it what they, they catch? Not, is in. that not what they call it? Like, to me, it just seems like, like, Air Yards is code for, like, what could have no, Air Yards like kind of Deshaun Jackson Air Yards type is, guys. like, if, how far the ball traveled in the air until they caught it. Oh, not okay. Not like, you know, those shovel passes that, you know, Albert Wilson takes 75 yards to the house. They're not. He didn't get seventy five air yards right there. He right, I think they're tracking yards, though so. air yards per target even, and like they probably track. Oh, so I'm they're sure try- they do. they're trying to say Callaway is just due for a breakout because he's just had all these crazy like air yards. I don't know. To me, they sound like make believe because I mean he he had eleven targets and caught two for nine yards. But they've got a plus matchup versus the Bucks. If there ever was a get right game, and we were talking about the Giants facing the Falcons. If there ever was a get-right game for an offense and, and a struggling Jarvis Landry, if he doesn't produce this week, he's kind of in the situation that Keenan Allen's in. Like, they have very good matchups. If they don't produce this week, I would be very, very worried about them going forward. Melvin Gordon, 18 for 132 and three freaking touchdowns. Um, it's nuts that he. It's nuts that he's existing and Todd Gurley's existing at the same time. Yeah. Uh, who, who do you think the king of LA is? I was going to ask you guys. Right. I mean, because they're, they're both just phenomenal this year. I it's think. still it's still Todd Gurley, but geez, Melvin Gordon is the guy that like nobody talks about. Exactly. That's doing that's almost doing the same yeah. exact thing. Shout out to Josh Miller who has him in the two big leagues. Who was a big big on him this this year. He had him ranked higher than most people did, and uh, he's number two at the position right now. I mean, the guy is going off um but the uh bolts play the titans next week and the titans play really slow and unless they do what you guys are talking about and have a breakout game i think that game could be like a london stinker like london london fog yeah it will be um and the titans are gonna win (laughs) no (laughs) so we're ready to move on to the next game if you guys are yep let's go so bills texans uh and next week the bills play us and that's our tailgate game so the Bills are traveling here to Indy. Colts week. by a million. Colts by a because million. Because we're having our points. podcast there. And uh, the Texans, uh, who play at the Jaguars next week. Um, so I don't know how Case Keenum's doing, but somebody um, texted me and said, I think I'm going to start Case Keenum over Deshaun Watson. And I said, no, dude, don't do that. And he was like, yeah, but he's got the Jags. And I, don't, and I was like, yeah, but Deshaun Watson, you got to play him. So I'm interested to see if, like, because the Broncos are going off. If they've got, like, three touchdowns right now, he's probably texting me going, dude, like, well, I'm, I'm playing, you have your own show, really? I'm playing I'm playing my wife, and uh, I have Emmanuel Sanders, and I played him against her, and he threw for a touchdown and caught a touchdown. In this game? Yeah. Oh, good. Well, that means that Case Keenum didn't throw <laughs> one. Case has one touchdown. <laughs> he has one. 115 yards. Emmanuel oh, okay. Sanders. Yep. Because uh, somebody, somebody in a group chat with uh, John and I that we play video games with uh, messaged and somebody said, "Well, if the uh, quarterback can't get it done, you might as well have the wide receiver do it." Man, but, and he had two. He had a two touchdown game last week, so that is that is absolutely. I amazing. love Sanders. Been a big um, fan of him for a while. For the Bills, Josh Allen is hurt, so um, Nate Peterman's not going to play this week. It's going to be Derek Anderson is going to play for the Colts. And is he a dinosaur or is he somebody else? He's a total dinosaur because he's, he's been in the league for. A long time. He's right? the one you're thinking of. He that played for the Browns in 2003. <laughs> yes, and he played in the Super Bowl for the Panthers. And for the Panthers, <laughs> yes, exactly. 
And then, um, so remember, like he got off the couch to play this. Weekend. Remember Braylon Edwards when he would score yep. like twelve or thirteen touchdowns a year? That was Derek Anderson throwing. I the used ball. to like Braylon Edwards. And some of Steve Smith's big years in Carolina were Derek Anderson throwing him the ball. So like he's a gunslinger, Steve dude. Smith I mean, was like a rookie. <laughs> I can't imagine he's still got anything left. But wouldn't it be just crazy if the because they've got a good defense? If they came in here and Derek Anderson just threw for like three hundred and three against the Colts, like. God, I would hate it, but it would also be pretty cool to see. It would be on pace with what's been going on for the rest of the league. Yeah, yeah. like this, it would just make sense for it to happen. Yeah. In DFS, I want to, like I told you, I want to do a bunch of shitty stacks this week. Do one with and him. I want to do, do a, it. I want to do a Derek Anderson's to, to, to like Zay Jones. Do it. Just for the shits and giggles of it. But Do it because um, it could be a millionaire winner for Magicson. us. Their, their defense is highly underrated. I say play them versus the Colts. A lot of people are saying play the Colts against the Bills because of their situation. I don't like it as much now that Nate throw a pickerman is not starting because like that's oh, all he did was throw picks. Um, but um, there was a Zay Jones sighting last week, three for thirty-five and one. Um, Kelvin Benjamin like two catches for forty yards. I think he's still a sneaky play. I think these guys are sneaky plays against the Colts because the Colts just can't get it together right now. Um, no. I, I don't know. No. Um, It'd be nice if they did, but. They're not going to this week. No. The Texans have a. T- oh wait, no! Uh, I said they went, they're going to win by a million. No, yeah. they're going to win by a million. Never mind. I just talked you out of it. I guess maybe. <laughs> nope, um, they're going to win by a million. Lashawn McCoy's healthy too now, and and we haven't been. We've got him in the listener league. We haven't been playing him because he's been hurt, but he's healthy now, and he's been getting twenty three to twenty five touches a game. So. Colts will bottle him up. You would hope so. Um, I don't think so. You would hope so. Um, but um, I like the stash for Deontay Foreman, like I said, for the Texans. And I like Kiki Kuti this week as a sneaky flex play, a s- sneaky DFS play, just because sneaky of Kiki. Sneaky Kiki. Yes, I like that. Um, Nuke was 5 for 63 and 1. Deshaun Watson kind of had a quiet game, but he did get the memo that maybe um, he heard Smiley and I saying that he was going to kill himself if he kept playing that way. Because he didn't play that way last week. He didn't, like, put himself in harm's way and, like, run to three guys and let them smash him at the line of scrimmage. But um, Kiki Kuti is owned in 34% of leagues. I think you could pick him up right now. A lot of guys picked him up and dropped him last week immediately because he had one bad week. But um, they're going to feature that guy um, big time. They've got, uh, you know, we talk about having plays designed for a person. Houston has plays designed for that guy. Um, what do you guys have any takeaways about this Colts game coming up or any of these guys? I think this Texas defense is way underrated, in my opinion. I mean, I'm playing them in DFS this week. I mean, you just look at they had a pick six to close the game out in crunch time. I don't. I mean, you, people forget about they have Jadavion Clowney and J.J. Watt. I went to the Colts game with uh, when the Colts were playing the Texans, and me, me and Jackson went. Very fun game to go to. High scoring, a lot of enthusiasm, very positive feeling. But the coolest thing was to me is to go see J.J. Watt throw the ball back and forth with all the fans. He threw around for about 20 minutes, and you just don't see professional athletes do that. And it was really cool to me. And I just I'm like, this guy still plays. His arms are humongous. Just way underrated. A hell of a human being, especially since last year's hurricane efforts. I have to say, I mean, I honestly forgot he played to the Texans until <laughs> I mean, like, oh, he he was, oh, he he actually is playing, and he looked really good. Yeah, yeah, he totally did. Um, we got to move on quickly. We're yeah, time. yeah, we we're um, good. So just like let's hit a couple of the big games. Well, the Patriots, or the big big uh, things that you want to say. Bears, Patriots next week. Josh Gordon, uh, I I got this note. Josh Gordon is going to be a monster to finish. Edelman with Josh Gordon and this offense with the Patriots is getting, like, on track. 
They're going to they're I think they're going to dominate. I think they're going to start dominating. Their defense isn't that great, but I think that uh, they're kind of going in the mode that uh, the Colts did for a little while, which is uh, their offense is going to beat your defense regardless. Oh yeah, they've been clicking. Remember when you kept saying, "Are the Pats done? Are the Pats done?" Yeah, you you they're not done. Um, Gordon was uh, ran ninety three percent of the routes. Yep. So that's gone up every week. Um, he only caught five for forty two, and you Gordon people he's just gonna, acted he, like he got two hundred fucking yards this week. <laughs> Everybody was like, "Josh Gordon's he's back." He's just getting on and track, I was like, man. Is my shit not refreshing? I see that he's got <laughs> thirty five yards and two. But man, every time he touches the ball, you guys are like, "Oh yes, Jesus caught the ball, <laughs> just man!" Wait Look till at him. Next like, week. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't wait till you. I, I knew you like wanted to talk about Josh Gordon, and and, and he's going to have a monster oh, yeah. game because he's, he's getting the snaps now. Um, so I'm, I'm joking because I know you're a big fan, but I will say that his monster game is coming as yeah. much time he's getting on the field. But good God, I sort of like people were tweeting about it, and I was getting texts, and I was like, man. Well, like, who I liked I li- more was Edelman. I need a new, I need a new phone service. I'm not getting refreshed. It says that this like, guy's got. I was like five seconds away from putting a hundred dollars on a bet on his yardage and last Ed- week. And Edelman is like, dude, he's like playing angry again. Where he's like getting into people's faces and stuff. Yeah, that's just, steroids. That's what yeah. my that's my favorite <laughs> that's thing. Let him do the steroids. I like it. Um, the the uh, Chicago's a tough place to play, and Josh and I talk about this all the time. I don't like. I could see definitely Brady having a regression on off and that whole offense regressing a little bit and not putting up you know the 480 yards that it's been doing. I could see maybe uh, more ground and pound action going on, more Sony Michelle more dinks to James White, but I don't think it's going to be a big offensive week. I could be wrong, but like Chicago, it seems like no one ever blows up at Chicago there. I think it's a very tough place to play. And they're um, going to want to keep Khalil Mack off of him too. So yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, cause that could like end like Tom's career. If Khalil gets a hold of him. Yeah. Um, so you're shaking your head over there. Is, uh, is, uh, is that what the game going the on? Game right is now? Just a, it's just a, it's 35 a to three, 35 to three at half. And they scored a touchdown yes, right Freeman. at the end of half, and it was Royce Freeman, Yay, who I kept on my who I kept on my bench on accident. Like, well, the thing is, I had this the wasn't the week to start him. We just want to see him start getting some work. I yeah, mean, I, I, I wasn't gonna like, reach but I did out start, start Sanders, so I was pretty happy. Yeah, he's a bet. He's Amino Sanders is a badass. Um, Kenyon Drake fumbled and Gore out snapped him. So um, Frank Gore had fifteen for one hundred and one. So like Frank Gore still has a hundred yard games. Like a, what the hell he's is a freak going of on? nature that continues to just keep going like he's the a, Energizer Bunny. He's a sneaky pickup next week against Detroit's horrible uh, run defense. I think that him and Carryon Johnson are both good plays. I think because both those run defenses are really bad, Miami's and and the Dolphins. But um, another you know Millie stack that I'm going to do next week is. Um, is uh, Brock Osweiler and uh, Aaron Wilson. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's the one that won last week. But I do like uh, doing Mitchell Trubisky with t- Taylor Gabriel this week. They're like both that. really che- cheap, and Gabriel's gotten 100 yards two weeks in a row, and they're targeting him a bunch. And I said a couple weeks ago, I think Taylor Gabriel's like the Tyreek Hill of that offense. That's the new, you know, I was able to pick up. Over t- there. I was able to able to pick up Taylor Gabriel off the waiver. You were? Oh, he's a big. Uh, he's a a great pickup this week, man. Um, you picked him up in our league. I don't know if it's in ours. I picked him up in some league. So guess who know, Dylan picked up this week? He picked up Mitchell Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky right as so you were uh, getting ready to start the podcast. Mitch Trubisky's my start of the week in the quarterback position, and. Um, my start of the week for running back is Ito Smith. My start of the week for tight end is C.J. Uzoma. 
And then I've got a couple of them um, for wide receivers that I think could be very, very viable this week. I mean, one of them, I think Chris Godwin is a good one. Um, like I said, if Marquise Goodwin is still out there, pick him up. Taylor Gabriel. So there's a difference between Goodwin and Godwin. Yeah. Got yeah. Exactly. I've been getting confused for a little bit. But. Get it. Got it. Uh, <laughs> Goodwin. Yeah. So um, Albert Wilson is worth a stash in some deeper leagues, though. He went six for 155 and two last week. And they like the one thing about that Miami offense is like there's nobody else there on the passing side of the ball for them to run the ball. I mean, Devontae Parker hasn't done shit. And uh, Kenny Stills is kind of there for the deep plays and stuff like that. So um, you've got the Vikings at the Jets next week. I think will be an interesting game. Um, Adam Thielen, um, uh, Dalvin Cook is practicing, so we might see Dalvin Cook finally. And I also said don't get excited about Lat Murray. The uh, Cardinals defense was the 31st like rated run defense. So. That's why I think Royce Freeman will probably have a big night. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so bad they're getting gashed right now. But um, Lat Murray, I tweeted it out. I was like, guys, I was really high on this guy this summer. I told everybody to draft him. This is his last chance. I think he's going to do okay. He had 158 yards yep. and a touchdown. Um, and we played him in DFS on yours, and he won us money. Like yeah. I switched somebody out and put him in a couple lineups at the last minute, and those lineups that I put Lat Murray in uh, Good move. definitely scored. Um, but those are my pickups. And uh, Do we have anything big that we want to get out before we, uh, before we start to wrap it up? Well, I hit 1,000 on – uh, Twitter this week, and you hit 2,000 on 2000. Twitter this week. It's so kind of was... like fluctuating, though. I'm like, who keeps unfollowing me just to, like, be a dick and say, <laughs> like, the one person, like, I got to 2,000, and I was there for, like, a day or, like, half a day, and then I looked at it before I went to bed, and it was 1999, and I was like, who's that one person that was just like, <laughs> fuck that guy, I'm going to unfollow him because I had posted, like, I think oh, we hit. I'm so excited that I got to 2,000. and then I think it, we hit on the same day or in yeah, the same 48 hour period same, so it's kind of cool that time. i hit a thousand and you hit two thousand the same week <laughs> and you guys um, got it in like a fifth of the time jeff fiddler from the listener league is going to be on last next week we didn't talk about the listener league that much but i beat josh you lost so yeah, we're I'm, both two and four yeah, we I'm both rough, need uh, rough rough one wilson's up there and wilson is like wilson loves this league so much and he loves we love we love him we love Paul, wilson we wanted to give him a special shout out um shout out to jeff too who's going to be on next week and then i landed an- another like ho- high profile guy guys uh, to be on the podcast to call in you won't believe this so we had uh we had some pretty big ones. We had Bronco Becca. We had Joey Bag of Donuts, who's huge on Twitter, and he's awesome. I saw you guys talking today. We had Jim Jacks from Jim Jacks Sports News Media, which was definitely huge. Well, um, we have Nate Hamilton from the uh, that writes for the uh, Fantasy Footballers, which are my favorite. Oh, yeah. Show. yeah. Nice. Yeah, so he's um, uh, Nate Hamilton, uh, red, red numbers 100, so his name, Nate Ham- Hamilton 100, and then it's at DominateFF. Okay. So that's his uh, Twitter handle is at Dominate Fantasy Football at Dominate FF. But I reached out to him and started talking to him, and he knows I'm a huge fan of the footballers. And I was like, man, you got to do the pod just like 20 minutes or whatever. And he was like, yeah, totally. Awesome. He said, he said it's going to have to be a couple weeks. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, or whatever. But um, so in two weeks, he's going to be on. I'm totally excited because you guys know, like the fantasy football. You're a big fan of them. I'm, I'm a huge fan, and he's not on that. He's not on the show, you know. Uh, but he writes for their website and writes articles for them, and uh, he's pretty well known in the community. So that was huge. I want to remind everybody to um, go to polysleepers.com on Saturday for the DFS lineups. I want to remind everybody to follow me on Twitter at polysleepers. Go to at Juice in the Morning 
Go to at Juice in the Morning uh, on Facebook, and you yeah. can get more information about the tailgate this week. We got directions. Um, it is literally the picture of the event. Right, the directions got to where the, you need to go. They've got the map on there. But I want to remind everybody to uh, uh, check your guys for the London game that start at nine thirty. You can't be rolling out of bed at eleven o'clock on Sunday. And, like and most of you, like most of you, will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so get that set up the night before. Set an um, alarm. This week's buys are the Steelers, the Ravens, Seattle, and the Packers. Um, a big pickup this week, guys. Breaking news: You uh, uh, ruined it earlier, Ted Ginn. Um, so, <laughs> and uh, but Ted Ginn's on the IR, so like huge sneaky pickup, and he had 115 yards for two touchdowns. Uh, the last time he played is Traquan Smith. The That's rookie. who I was wanting to like point to, yeah. you, and you were like, oh, hold off, yeah, well, I was, let's wait. I wanted to I wanted to throw that one at the, out at the very <laughs> end because I've got a lot of pickups this week, but I say that Ito Smith and him, I think, are the ones Trey that Quan like. Smith. Uh, you can't. Uh, Ito Smith is the Atlanta Falcon yeah. guy, and and Traycon Smith is the, the Saint. Saints. And doesn't it sound good to just pick up Falcons and Saints? Yeah, I'm that was my. Good with that. I, I mentioned this. My brother at 1999 said, "Hey man, you just start playing fantasy football. Get guys on teams that score." Yeah, and it just sounded so elementary, but it's. I, I've always thought about that. Like playing, I get Eagles and Patriots and Saints and Falcons and Buccaneers, and those guys score a bunch of points, and you win. <laughs> Yeah, so what do we got before we're out of here? That's it? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Come uh, to the freaking podcast at the, the tailgate. tailgate. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. We're going to talk. You'll be able to probably get on the podcast at some point or another. It's going to be really uh, free form, and it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, there yeah, might if you be... come and you want to be on it, then you can sit down and be on it. We'll, yeah. we'll, have every, we'll have a rotating microphone, and we'll have everybody on that damn thing. Right. And uh, you're going to be able to meet not just the people from Poly Sleepers. You're going to be able to meet some of the guys from Juice in the Morning. It's going to be a blast. And uh, just one really quick thing. Uh, Monday American, you're going down. I am a little worried that you have Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay playing. And it's going into the second half, and they're up 35-3. to three. Wow. So wow. those guys might get the ball a little bit. Yeah. But anyways, might. let's go watch the end of this game. Love you guys for listening. Interact with us. Keep interacting with Polly on Twitter at Polly Sleepers. Keep interacting with me on Twitter at Juice in the AM at John Marchbanks One. Do you have an at? Uh, I really don't go on Twitter as much. <laughs> I just follow people, pull things. I mean, if you really want to, just I mean, I'd post a lot. If post a lot, I'll, I'll post it. I'll tag at Juice in it. I'll tag Paul in it. And yeah. we'll, you guys can follow me there, and I'll tell you on Sunday if you guys come to the tailgate. There you go. Let's go. Peace out, guys. Yeah.